0: This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Hold True Tattoo Studios. The new studio is now open in Hamilton, and if you're interested in getting any tattoo work done or discussing any designs, please contact the chief artist, Brian Bell. You can find Hold True Tattoo Studios on Instagram and on Facebook, so if you're at all interested, please check them out. Morning, Andy. Morning, sir. How are you?
1: I'm well. I'm well. And you? Good, good. What a beautiful morning, eh? Oh, it's fantastic. Wasn't expecting it. I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna be rainy today. There's hey. little white balls of <laughs> yeah. stuff all over the place.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh through the night it was a wee bit crazy, just uh, the wind and stuff, but I think oh, this I is what know. was what was coming. You would have been well out of it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, I'm a bit early.
0: Uh, Have you got the coffee ready? Yeah, cheers. Oh, cheers, <laughs> cheers. So, cheers to one year uh, anniversary of the show, which is uh, which is crazy. Just, I think that's amazing. It, it, it's
1: unbelievable. And you have so many amazingly interesting people on
0: including yourself Andy of course no I don't include myself in that no you know one of the things that uh, one of the things that I I want to put out there is that uh, some people like yourself okay I know I said this before but there's a there's a very good reason why I wanted you to be on the one year anniversary because it's a it's what I wanted this to be about. I, I generally did and, and generally still do. But I've asked a couple of people now to come on and they've said no, or they've been like, I'm not coming on because you've had such and such a person on. And that's a real shame to me. Like it generally is, uh, and that's not what I want. I, I really just wanted to talk to people that I found interesting or friends like yourself and then just see who listened. But people are starting to listen. <laughs> which... Aye, aye, they are. of But... Nothing
1: out of an idea, out of a, a wee idea uh, that you wanted to do a podcast, which yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe it's got roots in uh, when you were a youngster and you wanted to be a journalist or something, but... Possibly. <laughs> the modern equivalent of that, isn't it? A lot of that old journalism's gone.
0: I think maybe it's just a case of the people that can't write can talk so (laughs) I think I think that's what us. I don't know but I I remember I've said this a couple of times in the podcast so far uh, I drove to I don't even know where I went to I think it was Straven or something just somewhere within the rules anyway the time
1: within five miles
0: yes absolutely because absolutely because i'm I'm, we're currently recording so this will be in the show i was uh, well within all the all the allowed boundaries uh but anyway just and you know why i've done that i've done that because i didn't want to be sitting in my house or even in my garden and i was only using my my mobile phone which i've got here again and put my earphones in and I, I, i cringe now i actually say to people please please don't listen to the first three or four are uh, the first three because I think uh, our mutual friend Paul Burns was on episode four, talking about how taekwondo really helped him come back from the stroke that he suffered. But the first three are abysmal. It's just me speaking into a phone about a lot of nonsense. To be honest,
1: oh, we're going full circle today.
0: <laughs> this well, we'll have this disaster today, and then and then we'll kick on again. <laughs> so a couple a couple of things that I've I've actually written down because I uh I don't know people have really good patience, so they do. And people have been patient uh with the show as well as it's got better, I, I, I hope. But uh I don't know if their patience would be completely pushed to just you and I sitting drinking coffee for an hour. Um uh, yep. mm-hmm. okay. what one of the things that, that I do want to talk about. And, you know? I'm going to say this first, anything that we talk about today, because I'll say this so that you're not put off like you always are, because we'll talk about things and you'll say, well, this is just my opinion and there's experts out there. I absolutely know there is, uh, but it's my podcast and I want you on it. So anything that Andy says today is just what he does. He's not telling anybody what to do. And I'm, I'm doing this so you don't have to do this, Andy, because I know, I know that's what you say all the time. Uh, right, so if you're still listening, guys, we're going to <laughs> at this stage to our one year anniversary episode. Something we were training together in the park yesterday uh, with the rest of the students from the school, and one of the wee things that popped up was we were talking about to try and train more often outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you mentioned about Previously, people might have been sort of embarrassed. There was a state, there was a part in the class yesterday where I was asking the adults to shout and uh, just made a sort of passing joke that, "Listen, guys, you're in this the a public park with your jammies on. <laughs> You've already listen. We're here now. Just shout and scream and do all the stuff that we usually do in a mm-hmm. Taekwondo class. But this is something I've been thinking about recently that this contest against the cultures that we have in this country, as opposed to Korea or China or Japan, where it would be completely normal to see children training in karate in the park or Taekwondo in the park, whereas it's really normal for us to see football or, or rugby or whatever. Uh, so that's... We, 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 we're, we're, we're,
1: I think we're, we're kind of... Um is not the right word because we're not frightened, we're not hiding or anything like that. But but we're cautious about exposing ourselves to, to, to ridicule, I think. Yeah. And what, what are they up to? Anything out of the ordinary. It's like so wearing a pair of pink trousers yep. down the street. Like, you're not going to do that. Um, um just because, well, who would want to wear a pair of pink trousers down the street? But but um You don't want to. I'm um, sure
0: I've seen you in pink trousers. Anyway, carry
1: on. I'm old red suits, probably. The amount of times it's been washed, they're kind of pink. Um, Aye, we don't want to. We feel as if uh, people are judging us, I think. I don't think people are. I think people are genuinely interested. Mm -hmm. You saw uh, yesterday we were out in Strathclyde Park. And it was uh, Baltic, and and we were all training hard. Um, well, the first thing is that that um, we 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 forget that you're outside because you're just training. Yeah. Anyway, you just end up getting walked into the training, and and it doesn't really what's really happening. You don't really notice yep. what's around you. Um. But the other thing, it contradicted myself, when I did notice people walking around. They were just interested and kind of looking, and and I saw a couple of parents with a wee boy or wee girl going, oh, looking point over to the kids class, yeah. you know.
0: Um,
1: yeah. yeah, it's a funny thing that that it's just the thing about the pink trousers. I think it was Tim Ferriss I was listening to a couple of years ago,
0: yeah. and he
1: was talking about um, uh, stoicism, and and uh, one of the things that. Um, the stoics used to do was to to, to, uh, um, put themselves into the position of um, of their worst fears. So, for example, if you were a rich person, a wealthy person, uh, maybe one of your worst fears would be to to lose everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, they would practice losing everything and live like a a, a, a tramp or a, kind of, a homeless person um, to experience that and quite often generally it's not as bad as it's not as bad as you might think yeah. so one of the things um, that as modern people I think what Tim Ferrison did he was wearing red trousers because, because it's embarrassing wearing red trousers yeah. um, uh, and so you walk about in like red trousers for a little bit, just to experience that kind of focus you know and looking and 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 maybe judging you it's not
0: really all that bad no i i, I mean we we've to to sort of just try and date this where although i've said this a couple of times already on the podcast i think we're coming out the the other side of this pandemic now uh I've said that a couple of times and people have laughed at me, as in the guests have laughed at me and they've been right because I've been so wrong. But I think we are now coming out the end, and uh, it's April now and the government guidelines not restrictions, the guidelines are telling us that we can train outside now. So that's what, what Andy and I are talking about. And I mean, there must have been 70 people there again yesterday, maybe, maybe just a wee bit less. Uh, it was Easter weekend and I love the fact that some of the kids are a wee bit conscious and I mean just a handful, but the rest of them just run into the park and they get into their, their groups and uh, and, and they, they go on with it and they seem to enjoy it and, and, and the adults as well, but I'm just, I think our adults, I think any martial arts students, well, some of them are They've kind of got that confidence a wee bit. Like that what we you and I are talking about, like listen, just go and do it. And people might look at you, but they're probably just going to be looking through interest and not through not through ridicule. But even if even if people are scared about it, it's still a good thing to it's not stopping people doing it. People are facing the challenge. It builds resilience, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: That that thing I mean if, even if you are exposing yourself to ridicule and judgment which, I mean, we weren't really, because we all just did take one go in the park. Yeah. But if you do, if you put yourself into uncomfortable situations, then, um, one, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be, or most of the time, out nine, nine, at 100 it's not. And
0: yeah. two,
1: it, 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 it helps you to learn that, and it just builds that wee bit of resilience. Just, just build, 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 build. Yep. I quite often, uh, quite often every day, um, I uh, have a cold shower. Yep. Now, I have a normal shower first, and
0: and it kind of... It's only normal because we've got running hot water, remember? Well, yes, I I. <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> but...
1: And in the wintertime, to be fair, in the wintertime, the length of my cold showers get shorter and shorter and shorter. And yeah. sometimes it's all like, whoa, oh, and then back out again. Yeah. But I think I do it consciously um, on the days at work where I know I've got, a tricky, I've got a tricky meeting and I don't want to do it. And I just think, oh, I don't want to speak to these people. And I could just hide. You know, I could just shut the door in of my office and not do this meeting. Yeah. But you have to. And I often think, if I can do this, I mean, my whole body's screaming. Like, everything in my head is going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And it comes up with, you know, 20, 30, 40 reasons why it's, it's a silly thing to do is to step into the icy cold water. Yeah. Um, and that's almost the same as like, the meeting, you know, so avoid the meeting. Don't don't, don't um, ask the officer, the the... Um, awkward questions, don't, you know, To please the people when you're there, don't stick to your guns type of thing. Um, I I think if I can step into this icy cold shower, which is absolutely horrible, my meeting's not going to be as bad as that. And so so that's what I do. And it builds that little bit of
0: resilience. There's a couple of wee bits to talk about there. The first thing is that I asked, and you were included in this, obviously, I asked my black belts at a stage last year, to do a week of cold showers uh, and obviously we we're still teaching on zoom at the time and <laughs> all the wee faces were on the screen. Uh, I think half of them were totally aghast and the other half were like <laughs> no way am I doing this but th- from the feedback and again I have to believe people through the feedback the majority of people got on board with it and actually did cold shower for a full week and even though it wasn't in there minds at all to do this before I brought it up it was and it was for many of the reasons that you've just spoke about the the positive reports I got back were even just about feeling invigorated after it and just having more energy and and stuff but here's the here is the thing it's uh, again talking about some of the people that have been on the podcast I still sit and I don't I don't mind admitting to this because I think if I can admit to sort of weaknesses and things or or fears, then it allows other people to admit to them. There's sometimes when people's, I mean, look, let's, we'll talk, and, and again, it's not name dropping, well, as a wee bit, but when Rob Kearney was on, Rob Kearney was on my podcast like four weeks after he was on Joe Rogan's. So I was sitting here and his name popped up in the Zoom meeting and you're thinking, my God, this guy's actually coming on my podcast. And there's a stage there where you think, maybe my computer just broke down right then. Do you know what I'm saying? Or or any situation, but you take a big deep breath, you let them into the meeting, and you just, you go on with it. And it's the same as anything. It's the same as, uh, I was thinking about this also about competing or fighting or sparring, and there was two main emotions for that. And this this is relating to the shiver uh it's that moment where you're just going to step under that cold water is exactly the same feeling as the moment you're just about to step onto the mats yep. uh, but that that feeling is equaled the minute you step off the mats whether you've won the fight or you haven't and the minute you step out from under the shower and you start drying yourself off there's that feeling of uh, increased resilience that you've achieved yep. something and you've Faced your fear, and to many people, and this is a sign of how low our resilience is nowadays. To many people, a cold shower just standing under some cold water is the worst thing you could possibly do to them. It's funny you
1: should say that because I think it's worse than the sparring,
0: but it's horrible, it's absolutely horrible.
1: I don't think I've ever stepped um, um, onto the mat and started screaming. (laughs) <laughs> quite often I'm screaming the full time of the cold shower but it's, it's very similar isn't it it's that sort of build up of fear and your imagination and oh it's horrible it's going to be da, da, da. it's going to be this and it's going to be that and then you step onto the mat and then everything else goes and you're just you're doing the thing yeah. and then you come off and then that's it done and it's a great feeling it's a great feeling. it's very similar isn't
0: it The I think the 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 experience is quite a primal one, and your instincts take over. You're just trying to breathe under the shower, for example, or you're just trying to keep yourself from getting kicked in the head by some 19-stone monster. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's a primal instinct of, right, I need to move, I need to keep my guard up, or I need to like, get washed really quickly and get out of this shower. That's not where the learning's done, but I don't think, I think the learning's done... I was talking to someone else about another issue, which I won't mention in the podcast, but I'd said to this person to get through what they needed to get through. But then the learning is in analysing maybe five or 10 minutes after that. So let's say you're at a tournament. You've just won the fight or you've just lost the fight. But going away to a quiet corner and, and try to remember those emotions that you felt doing it. That's where you can get a lot of pride in yourself and a lot of confidence. That uh...
1: sorry, sir, I think I've lost connection there. That's okay. That,
0: that's fine. Are you back? I think you're back now, buddy. Aye. aye. Yeah. Uh, so what I was saying there was that whether you've won or if we take a tournament for example, whether you've won or lost the fight, and you've used that sort of all those primal things during it, you're just worrying about keeping yourself safe. And it's the same as being under the shower. You're just thinking about how cold it is or feeling how cold it is. But it's really important, and this is advice I would give to anybody listening, that after one of those experiences, to sit five minutes later in a quiet corner or having a coffee and investigate those, what you've actually achieved by doing that. Mm -hmm. And a cold shower isn't a big deal, but it just builds a wee bit more resilience every day. And every time you have a fight, you're getting a wee bit more resilient, maybe even not physically, but mentally. But you have to still go away and analyse what you've actually done. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think... Really- the moment
1: is... The the moment is, is... Where the work's done is the... Stepping onto the mat. It's that point. It's yeah. that moment of choice where it all builds up to that one... Bit and you can either go, nah, it's okay, and walk off, or you can just step on and... Yeah. That's the moment the work's done, and it's the same with the shower or whatever, whatever it is, whether it's a bungee jump or whether it's a, 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 a I don't know, um, anything that you don't want to do.
0: Yeah. The moment I, is.
1: It's
0: the only ever the only thing I've ever done resembling that was the... the zip wire. Yeah. I Yeah. See, you know I was going to mention that because I, I, I take any opportunity to talk about this, any opportunity at all. Was uh, to Zipwire over the River Clyde, and and again, see, this is funny because you and I must have done a million podcasts together, but we've only recorded one previously because these are all the conversations that you and I, you and I have. So you've probably heard all of this, but I'll repeat it again for for the public. Uh, I was there with work colleagues uh, from one of my previous jobs. And see just that moment you're talking about. And if MD MD's listening to the podcast, this is the, this is, to me, this is the important thing. And you've just said it. It's that, that point where you step onto the mat to fight, you step into the shower or, or this, this zip slide thing that I done. Now, the moment of weakness there, I, I kind of begged the guy. I was going up with three other work colleagues and I was pretty much begging the guy to let me go first. And the reason was to shorten that time of anticipation because, I I I'm not scared to admit that I, that if I didn't go first, I don't think I, I might have come back down that day. Uh, but because that moment where right guys, that's us at the top. Right, okay, now's the time to step off, and I can still I can still feel my stomach as I stepped off and then you're away. And you did, I actually enjoyed it once I'd done it, the same way I enjoy cold showers and the same way I enjoy sparring and competing against people. Always better when it's finished. Oh, yeah, 100%. But if that moment of anticipation, that but but you were talking about, about stepping onto the mat, if someone had went in front of me and that was heightened, I think I might not have done it. I think nobody would have heard that story because it would have been creaming all the way up and come all the way back down again.
1: <laughs> right. so, there's a societal thing that we have at the moment, isn't there? Where, where people... Um... I, I think a lot of people are confident and, and um, if people are asked, you know, what we'd like to improve about themselves is, is confidence. I mean, one of the things that we do with the Taekwondo is to build in confidence. Yep. Um, but those moments, those moments where you step on, where you take that look of faith onto the zip wire, where you... you you climb up to the top of the wall or whatever it is that just get the heights, whatever we do, that's the way to build confidence. Yeah. Confidence and resilience, you know, uh, and I think those two things, I don't know, the, the amount of um, to the kids that you hear of now who don't have confidence or they're anxious all the time. And so these are the things that we avoid Yeah, to put ourselves into these weird and Scary situations and getting over it. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, I, th- I think. I uh, go, sorry, go ahead, and I, I interrupt you again.
1: There. Well, I'm just going to say I, I don't know why. Um, I think um, we're addicted to comfort,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think that that's uh we've evolved for that. There's a good um, evolutionary sort of reasons why we'd be addicted to comfort. Um, for example, so why do we sit and, so on the couch and watch a TV? Um, because, well, I think anyway, because um, with our primitive ancestors, if you didn't need to expend the, the energy, um, then you would, you would conserve the energy. And you would conserve it until you needed to go and and, and, and to use it either to, to, to hunt and find food or to yeah. escape uh, from danger. And so there's a lot of sitting about, I think. Um, it just so happens that we don't have very much danger. Um, yeah. And food is very, very simple to get. So we don't have to work very hard for our food. We do have to walk through into the fridge or the cupboard and get the crisps and the, the coke and things. Um, but we're still hardwired to... to, to, to um, to sustain comfort and and our leisure, um, and I wonder whether that addiction to comfort, that that addiction to the the the, the, the twenty two degrees that our central heating's at or whatever it is, um, just makes us less and, less and less and less and less and less inclined to do these scary things, and then maybe we become. It's anxious.
0: Got to the stage now, but we're we're, we're we're going too far that it's it's becoming really detrimental to us now, but. Mm. I think uh, I, I get I I I fully understand what you're saying and agree with what you're saying. Uh, so it's not like a yes, but Andy, it's a to follow that train of thinking on that. It's things that things that our children are, and again, I've got an eight-year-old as well, so I'm talking about my own child here. They don't necessarily have to talk about MDLC's children or the public's children. Uh, it's just... See, and again, maybe this is something that people listening can go away and try and sort of think on or investigate in their own heads, but I want his life to be as safe and as comfortable as it can be. But, but there's always this internal battle inside me knowing that I'm doing him. I know that I'm doing him an injustice by doing that. Uh, we, we've got a good, within our family, we've got a good balance there because his mum is much better at that than I am, but I want him to be safe. And I'm not saying my, my wife doesn't, but uh, if I know that he's safe, I also know that he isn't building up resilience to, to dangers. I know that if, he comes down and says, oh, Dad, can I spend money on this video game? I want him to be happy and content, so a lot of the time I'll say yes. We are really – again, you start putting rose-tinted glasses on and, and think things were better, but maybe my mum and dad would have said, yeah, but that garden needs clean first, or go and gut the garage out, and you start <laughs> you starts you start sounding very like an old man, uh, very Victor Meldrew there. But I just say, yeah, pal, on you go, and, and – I know while I'm saying this, that it's, that it's actually causing him damage. And I, I speak to a lot of parents about this, and they don't understand why their kids don't have resilience. And they don't have resilience, and I include myself in this, but I also include anybody else. The, the, the big reason why a lot of them don't have this ability to face challenges is because we don't give them any challenges. We don't challenge them. We don't challenge them.
1: I think it's my job as a parent. It's my job as a parent to prepare my kids for the world in the best way that I can. Um, and I sometimes wonder if I've done the best job at that because I've been too soft at times.
0: Yeah,
1: but and there's a balance in that as well, isn't there? You, you know, I could, you could, you could. Um, um, be the strictest parent in the world and make them... Um, I, I had a story, I read, um, years ago, I read uh, Richard Branson's biography, and his mother used to drop him off, um, uh, 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 just kind of, when he was a wee boy, <laughs> she yeah. used to drop him off, like, like like miles away from the house and say, right, Richards, you've got to make your way back, yeah. <laughs> and he would have to find his way back home and things, and um, that's going a bit too far. I did used to. Um, the kids were small, I did used to. we be driving around and I'd say, "Right, how do we get back home from here?" So, uh, jim you, you've got to tell me, and I'll drive, and you tell me. Yeah, turn yeah. We do it that way. I, I wouldn't ever abandon them, but um,
0: well, that's. Well, you know, you know what's coming there, but it, did, it didn't do Richard Branson any harm, or did it? But
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Oh. Uh, Richard Branson. What I was going to say about Richard Branson was that maybe he's an outlier. But so what we're talking about, we're saying that we his mum left left him. Let's say in the middle of London, and as a twelve year old, <laughs> this story sounds so bad. And then he's got to make his his way home. Yeah. But look, look what he achieved. Now, did he achieve that because of the hardship from his or this hardship that his mum? put him through to try and teach him some lessons or just because he was an outlier and he was always going to be successful. So you have to get that balance there. <laughs>
1: true, true. Although, I mean, the thing that, that um, the Spartans used to do was um, they would take their uh, wee boys and uh, they would go and they, they would come out of their, their, their uh, family unit uh, and they would go away and live. I can't remember the name of it. There's a name for the group but it would be like older boys all the way down to like five or something yeah. and then they'd be kind of living together and training and, and there'd be this whole kind of, um, I'm trying to think, the, 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 a whole kind of way of, 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 of living and it, it would be harsh, it'd be a hard way of living, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and living in a group of boys so older boys 15 16 year olds all the way down to five and you would have to really work hard and there'd be a lot of, of hardship there yeah you know and there was a, a part of that I'm sure that they had to go away for for two or three weeks and live off live off the land you know and and and, uh, and find their food and stuff and so we, we don't do any of that. Thankfully they don't do any of that. And I remember reading about um, the English public school system and the, and the comparison between that and um, the Spartan um, sort of way of bringing up uh, boys. And uh, again, they would take the youngster out of the family unit and to grow up and be educated in this group you know, um, quite a hard way of, of, um, of being brought up, but that's what created the leaders of the British Empire. I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it, that system creates a person of a type, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Through
1: hardship. Um,
0: I don't know what I'm saying. Um, no, I, I... <laughs> I, I hear you. I, it's, it's one of the coolest bits in the. It's one of the coolest bits in the movie Three Hundred, where they send the kid out. Well, it's actually uh, Gerard Butler's character, whose name escapes me now. Who's the main character in Three Hundred? Uh, anyway, is it Leonidas? Is he the king? No. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yes. But they send him out, and I think one of the rituals is is that he's he's got to kill this huge big wolf. On his own, right. as a young boy with just his spear, and that's his. Uh, beside all the sort of wrestling and all this stuff, but that's he's he's, he's challenged to come back, and if he comes back, he'll, he'll be one of the one of the warriors accepted in by by the rest of the the sort of group. But I think I think what martial arts does nowadays it's one way of giving. It's one way of, and it's it's not the same as what the people in Sparta had to go through, obviously. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a way of creating that hardship that, and I'm not saying they don't have this in other endeavours, there isn't absolutely in rugby and football and all these other things that kids and adults might might do, but we there's that resistance that I think kids are missing now. And again, I, I talk about my own child, that there's just getting told no for example and that's something that we do quite often in martial arts or you have to reach this particular level before you can be promoted you have to achieve something there's a big comparison this year has been and I've been guilty of this myself but I've been I've also been thinking on this and trying to try to place myself just just in the right spot again between right, well, what our kids have had to do this year is, is stay indoors. Now, again, I need to caveat that. I need to put a, a, a huge big sort of asterisk beside that and say that the lockdown, not just for children but for adults, has had a really detrimental detrimental effect on not just people's mental health but their physical health as well. Absolutely. So So I, this is the bit where I, I, I'm putting that – Please, if anybody's listening or watching, allow me just to set that to the side for a moment, even though that might be quite harsh. But it's over and above that I'm talking. The, the, the hardship that our children have been through is most children, your children and, and, and my, child, my children, my child, have been in a, a, a really safe home environment. And I know everybody else isn't like that. They've had clothing and warmth and food in video games, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and again, I need I'm stressing this, I know everybody hasn't, uh, but there is comparisons through history where children of our kids' age so my, my, my youngest is eight, and you've got a grown up kid now. Uh, the, the comparison between their hardship and the majority, not the people that are out with that, and the hardships of the past, they're not comparable, or maybe they yeah. are, but just. For their time, maybe they are comparable for the time that they're in. Maybe I don't
1: think, I don't think they are. I, I think
0: the. I'm trying to be. i be uh, politically correct. <laughs> I'm trying to. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's like.
1: I, I think it's all. It's all in here. The hardships, and I don't think that that that's um. belittling it. Um, I mean, I think there's more mental than physical hardships. Now, for example, you know the the the. The, the technology and the, 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 the feeding frenzy that, that, that Twitter can be or, or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever the kids do, yeah. you know, that, that, I think that's much, that, yeah, the physical stuff yeah. is nowhere near. We, we live like Roman emperors, you know, we can, we can, in fact, we live better. I don't think there was ever a Roman emperor who could have snapped his fingers and get something from China the next day. it yeah. just would have happened you know, but we expect
0: it now. We absolutely expect it. I mean, like people, some people will agree with us a hundred percent. Some people might agree to a certain degree or or agree to a certain degree. Uh, this, This pandemic and what our kids and adults is it right or wrong for the first thing that comes to my mind is kids getting bundled onto trains and sent out to the middle of the country, not seeing their parents and living with some old auntie or whatever it was, or some family that they'd never met in their lifetime. That was the hardship that kids were going through in the sort of the the between thirty nine and forty five Second World War years. Uh, I mean, okay, even look at when i was growing up again i'm starting to sound really old now but i i don't know i, I think i would have sent my mum round the bend if i was in the house for a year without sky Tele and, and and playstations and stuff and maybe i wouldn't have been i just think that the kids have they they definitely have it better and we lose perspective sometimes we lose we lose that comparison between, and everybody does, because I do this all the time, there's a lot in saying, right, well, people are dying of cancer right now, people have people are dying in wars, people are dying of starvation. How dare you say you're having a bad day? Well, because for me, it's a bad day. I'm not, that you can't take that away from people either, but we, I don't know, we just seem to be unable to cope nowadays as much as what we did. I think, I
1: think the martial arts, Get back to the kids, the martial arts helps. It gives them um, challenges, doesn't it? Uh, and it's not necessarily always all sparring. We give them difficult things to do, but, but those difficult things to do aren't impossible. They're, they're, they're very possible um, with a little bit of work and a little bit of commitment. And, and so the kids invariably achieve those things. Yep. And it, that just gets a little bit of self-confidence. And then we give them another hard thing to do. And then they have to work at that. And then they they get that. And then you can see that self-confidence growing in the kids as the kids get older. I think that's that's huge. It's a huge thing. Um, and I also think that the belt system, and we could probably talk all day about the the pluses and minuses of the belt system, but yeah. as far as kids go, there's very, very little um, that kids can do or do nowadays where it's just them. It's them that's earned it. It's them that's done the test. It's them that's done the they are not given the belt. Yeah. Um, they've worked for it. And you can see in their little faces, they get that new belt. <sighs> yeah. They're holding up the belt. But it's them that's done it. Yeah, um, it's not the parents that's given up you know, um, I think that's huge as well it's brilliant.
0: See, I had, I had uh, the episode prior to this one was uh, Gavin Mulholland who's a really really well respected karate uh, gojo-roo uh, instructor uh, 70 degree black belt he, he's, he's, he, That la- the last episode he was on uh, we talked about this and we were, and again this is where I'm this is where the, this this sort of long form discussion we talk about is good because if you can if you contradict yourself as I might be just about to do you can still you've got more of a chance of explaining what you're talking about now. Having said that, the kids uh, we were talking and he was saying that he doesn't he's not critical of today's youth uh, and he can't he can't be doing with people saying oh these kids nowadays. And he made a really brilliant point, he said, because it's your kids that you're talking about, so it's your responsibility. So that's the first thing that I'd mention. It's like, well, ah, these, these bloody kids nowadays, they're so lazy. Right, let's take a step back there. Who's made or allowed them to be lazy? It's, it's us. To, and we've, we've talked at length about this so far on this podcast already today about being too soft on our kids and stuff. Uh, now, having said all of that, the children I've during this pandemic I've seen many schools doing online virtual gradings. And as far as we would push it was online virtual classes, which I think was a absolute necessity and it kept everybody going and, and that, that's all been absolutely fantastic. But I wouldn't test people on on on, on the screen. So our kids waited the best part, if not slightly, well, it wasn't the best, it was just just under a year, we'll call it. Uh, We we hardly get any complaints, the kids come in, they trained hard, Uh, they showed up twice a week and they still do show up twice a week on the screen and now outside. Uh, So the belts thing has really interested me because uh, when people were, before, Before, whenever they had the option of testing sort of twice a year or or whatever, it was a big deal that it was all about the belt. And then when that necessity, or that sorry, not necessity, when that opportunity was taken away, people really got on board. The kids got on board to this idea about training in martial arts just to improve themselves, just for fitness and health, and and all these positive things that they continued to show up. I mean, I really have to sort of I've said this a number of times, but. I'm taking every opportunity I can to say just how amazing the kids and adults have been in their martial arts without any of that inspiration of getting a new belt. The Zoom classes have been really busy, haven't they? They've been packed, Andy. They? Yep. They've been packed. Uh, and people knew, because I said right at the beginning, people knew that they wouldn't be getting a virtual grading. We're, our hands were really tied by the government's uh, regulations and stuff. We, we just couldn't hire a hall anymore and organise a grading. Uh yeah. I, I was really clear at the beginning that we will not be doing virtual gradings. If I'm going to grade you and, and promote you, I want you physically standing in front of me. So people knew that, but they still attended, and they should be really, really commended for doing that. Uh, yeah. That that it wasn't about it wasn't about the belt.
1: I, I didn't really um, see the kids yesterday. Um, out and about they were all way way over the other side of the car park. Um, what I did catch out of the corner of eye, you know. I think Miss Mallon had them running around and running around, and
0: yeah,
1: it looked as if they were having a blast just physically out. It was almost like being out to play, yes, yeah. Which and they thrive, you know, they were thriving on that, but the adults as well, the adults just being able to see people, you know, just being able to um. To interact and chat and know so, how are you doing? have seen you for a, I haven't seen you for a year. You know, yeah. some people, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, folk were just really grateful to be out and you know, we're all with we plenty of space between us and things. It was a big, big car park we were in. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah
1: so folk loved it. And uh, how many do you reckon about 70? takes, so all in different, so all in different groups, so yep. separate away from each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the, we we're we're. we're Uh, Limited at the moment to 30 children and 15 adults per group, Uh, hence why there is such a a space between everybody. Uh, But I think even taking a group of 14 or 15 adults and just, I mean, don't get me wrong, people will, will message me after it and they'll say, like yesterday, oh, that was a brilliant class, I loved the class. But there's always that bit after it that, oh, my God, it was so good to see Andy, it was so good to see Fiona, it was so good to see whoever it was that they're, they're, they're mentioning, anybody, uh, That's that, that maybe moved this conversation on a wee bit, actually, because it's... This community that we have is just... I, I don't know how... People, you have to be... You have to be part of it, I think, to fully understand it. And people, we talk about martial arts sometimes getting this, uh, it's got a reputation that's it's, it's sort of misinformed. It's just people think, as I was joking yesterday, it's crazy people jumping about in white pyjamas uh, doing this mad stuff. But, but it's not. There's this whole layer underneath or, or, or over and above, whatever you want to look at it, to all the, the martial arts we do is just one part, but then there's this... This year's been a great example. There's been this big supportive network that we're all doing something together that has been there for people. That's been a wonderful thing. We've got
1: this one thing in common, all of us, and it's all different people from all different backgrounds and all different walks of life. We've got this one thing, and we're just trying to um, be better. Yeah. Just trying to make some sort of improvement, and we're doing that through taekwondo. And I think that, that's what keeps us—that's what keeps us together. Just um, we, that one thing in common that we know we could be better, and this is how we're doing it. And maybe you can you can become better through conscious effort and doing different things, can't you? Yep. Um, but we just happen to be doing it through Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great school in that way. Um, yeah. yeah, And then seeing people in person, that's a real Cuban thing, isn't it? The technology is brilliant. The technology's kept us all together in some form. But seeing people in the flesh, it's, it's a it's a
0: different experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's a real different experience. The, I think, especially for the, especially for the adults, the way the regulations are at the moment is we'll get the children's class back indoors in a couple of weeks. So towards the end of April, uh, and I know anybody listening in in England at the moment, uh, they're a bit ahead of us uh, as far as our sort of guidelines up in Scotland are. But a couple of weeks, we'll get the children back indoors. And then the following, maybe three or four weeks after that, the adults. If everything goes to plan, should be allowed back indoors. All I right, think we should the, still
1: we should still do the classes outside.
0: No, absolutely.
1: Something, there's something different about doing the classes outside as well.
0: It, it's just that that's that's the thing, and and hopefully, I mean, it's a beautiful day today. I know it's a bit cold. But, right. uh, to get people, that that human contact is is. Is is what the adults need. Uh, the, ki- the kids need that as well, but the adults need just to be able to see someone standing beside them again, doing this, mm-hmm. yeah. endeavor, this interest, this martial art that they enjoy doing. But that's priceless. I, I look. I, I was looking at people in class yesterday as I was teaching, and there's an energy again, even though everybody's so far apart. But there is. There's an energy going round about the, the wee group, but yeah. just because they're feeding off everybody. It's, uh... well, well, exactly. Well, well, what's the next move here again? <laughs> Who remembers this? And
1: and and it's like to everybody helping each other. Going, ah, it's this, not it's that. Do it. so, you know? And and um, again, that's one of the great things about the school is that everybody's helping each other all the time to to, to improve. We're all improve. We're all trying to improve, and everybody's trying to. Um, to encourage each other, yeah. and which you don't get in your wee spare room in the house Zoom, yeah. because you can't interact with the next screen. Indeed. there's only really one screen we're interacting with. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think being outside gives a slightly different dynamic as well. I'm just going to shut this. Shut this. uh That's okay. right. better.
0: It's making you look very dramatic there. Uh, and now you've moved again. We can see the guitar background and stuff and your cool t-shirt. It's, it's all looking very good.
1: So sure, so sure. I think outside, and the, the, the ground is slightly uneven, and there's gradients and, and just bits of these stones and things. And mm. I think that makes um it, it makes a balance. It, it makes our bodies just have to work that little bit harder,
0: you yeah. know.
1: Our, our feet are feeling the ground, and it's not the same as a completely smooth gym hall.
0: <laughs> Do you know why I'm laughing? And I, I want to move on to something else. I've got some other stuff in my notes here, but uh, uh-huh. just before we move on, this relates back to what we've been talking about. One of the instructors said to me, who has been working with the, one of our sort of smaller children's groups, uh, like our Panthers, who's like a sort of preschool going into primary one type thing, uh, they'd said to me, oh, we'll need to, need, need to maybe, like there's some, there's some exercises, like, I, I wanted to give them today, but I didn't because, like, the floor, there's wee stones and stuff on the ground. <laughs> and and I'd said, no, 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 let, let them put their hands in the ground. It's just, <laughs> do you know, what? it's just a, just a stone or, or a uh-huh. puddle or whatever just – let them jump in. All the mums and dads would be going crazy because these kids are coming back with their uniforms destroyed by all the dirt and stuff. But it's just, our mentality is just different. It's like, we've got a four-year-old and we need to put a yoga mat down so that they, they don't put <laughs> their pants on the floor. And you're like, no, let's, well, let's, let's just steam ahead. Uh, right, the next thing I want to talk about is is you again. And we touched on this in the first podcast you've done. Uh, a good, I don't know, eight, nine months ago, maybe it is. But what I want to talk about is uh, you coming to and again we did mention this in the first podcast, but I want to go a bit deeper this time. You coming to martial arts, coming to Taekwondo as what maybe 39 or 40. And there'll be people listening that that do I 37 37, right so Mm -hmm. coming to taekwondo as a 37 year old and when people's bodies and strength and stuff should actually be on the sort of downward spiral you're one of the people who who reversed that so as you're going into your 40s and now into your 50s and having trained in taekwondo you were going against that curve, you were actually getting stronger and faster and more flexible and stuff. I want to talk about that, just using your experiences, but just for people in general that maybe be, oh, I'm, I'm too old for this. or Because Taekwondo transformed you physically and mentally to a degree, did, did it not? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 37 years of age.
1: So 37, um, I'd be waking up and my back was sore every single morning. So I'd be kind of not in pain, not pain, pain, but but just like, uh, and I could feel everything stiff and so neck, sore heads, and 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 that. And um, I think one of the biggest things that Taekwondo helps is 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 just moving. Um, we don't articulate our bodies um, anywhere near those ranges of motions in normal life. Sitting in the car, yeah. you know, uh, uh, just, you know, like that. Sitting and um, having a breakfast, sitting, I'm, I'm sitting here now, um, sitting in the chair in that same position, um, sitting watching the telly through there in that same position and we get locked in that uh, position. And then for an hour, every class we're kind of twisting around and we're, you know, we're going to yeah. So right back, or we, are, we, are, we are, whatever it is we're doing, we're moving our feet, we're squatting down, and we're trying to move our hips, and we're sort of kicking and things, and we just don't move our bodies in that way. um And I, I kind of went through a phase, I suppose, of, of, of going right. I need to get stronger, and I need to do this, and I need to work really, really hard at everything, and and, and you know, lifting big weights, and then you end up hurting yourself as well because. I've moved in that way since I'm going to be a teenager, you know? And so everything that's all been locked up. is now getting forced and and then ripped and, you know, um, but I think that moving is the thing. Moving and moving more and moving more of, of my body. So don't just mean, um, Moving more as in walking down the street, but moving more parts of me as I walk down the street. Yeah. Um, and, and moving in ways that, that uh, maybe our ancestors would have moved a little bit more. Um, this year has been terrible. I mean, I've been terrible this year for a whole year. We went from training about nine times a week um, yeah. at, at the peak in November before the test yeah. to. Just not doing anything,
0: but but that, that proves the that's the that proves the point, doesn't it? Because you you, you can see that uh, you can see that difference as, in you can feel it. You 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 know, uh, mm-hmm. absolutely. But, but then again, then again, so what age are you now, Andy?
1: I'll be fifty
0: three uh, this month. Right, so fifty three. You're thirty seven. You're getting out of bed. Head sort of banging sore, sore back, neck stuff, and then you're mm-hmm. 53 this month. So... Good. Take, I don't have any of
1: that.
0: No, you don't, but let's take Taekwondo out of that altogether, not just mm-hmm. I found this on not just uh, because your training reduced, re- reduced this year. certainly hasn't stopped, but imagine you didn't have Taekwondo for the last 16, 15 years. Well, I, yeah
1: I know exactly because I was on my bike, I cycled down to training as you know yesterday yep. and I was cycling up High Patrick Street which so for anyone most people won't know but it's, it's like that and yep. it's one of the worst parts of the cycle home cycling down to the park is brilliant I can do it in about 15 minutes, it's all downhill it's great, the way back up, up from the river it's it's muddy. but High Patrick Street is the one that's in the, heart, in the heart. So I saw a chat who was at my primary school class at the same time, same time as myself, 18 months younger, the same um, age as my younger sister. And uh, this guy could hardly move. Just just all locked up and shuffling, you know, and kind of shuffling his feet, hardly lifting his feet. And easily that could have been me. Easily, easily. Um, But So how do you do that? How do you change from that, Downward spiral to an a, upward improvement spiral. Um, moving more parts, moving more and moving more parts of ourselves. Um, so that's the thing. Um, yeah. And being open. So being open to different ideas that might seem a little bit strange. Um, so as you know, so, um, so one of the things I've been doing, that since I don't even know how long now. Um, so Grandmaster Dassey. Every time I see him, ask me, Andy, Andy, are you still sleeping on the floor? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and, and, and yes, is the answer, I'm still sleeping on the floor. And but the idea about that is, is, uh, is, is that um, it's so uncomfortable um, that I have to keep moving. And so that I'm not locked in this um, comfy bed in one fetal position, which, by the way, is the same position that we have when we sit down, legs tucked up. You know, yeah, it's yeah. very, very similar. Same driving position. Legs, knees up. So if you sleep like that, then um, maybe that's because uh, our body spends so much time in it, and that's a natural position. That kind of uh, uh, that chair shaped position. Yeah,
0: of course. like
1: that. Anyway, so when I'm lying on the floor, I, I have to keep on moving, and my muscles are getting a wee massage um, off the floor every time I move. Um, so I'm not. I'm active when I'm sleeping yeah I, I still sleep I don't wake up i, I have a good sleep um, yeah. i'm not I'm not promoting that to anyone I'm just saying that's that's, that's what I' do. I've done that for a few years yeah. um, a good few years
0: now yeah uh, six or seven years i suppose the one of the things that I know that you enjoy i've got one one of the students attended uh we had a we have our Saturday morning class which we can chat about as well, because we've been talking about this, about how that's changed. Keep a wee mental note, I'm, uh, I'm gonna write that down, uh, so we can back to that, because I want to talk about that. But our Saturday morning class is uh, a movement class. We, we, we would, when we're inside, we're usually pitting the bags and doing partner work with, with pads and things. Uh, but on Saturday last week, we, we, we had a really hard class so it was uh, lots of burpees, uh, lots of squats, squat jumps. We kept everybody going, this sort of conditioning, uh, fitness class, eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. Kept everybody going for the best part of 45 to 50 minutes. Lots of punching, just lots of rounds. One of the students had their uh, sort of smartwatch on and they calculated a, a certain amount of calories, really beasting themselves in this class. And then they attended the Saturday, the Sunday class, which was patterns in the park that you, you were teaching actually just, just by coincidence. And they also had their fitness watch on. Now, they then sent me the two pictures. So they sent me their calorie and heartbeat and burned from doing the, the fitness class on the Saturday. And they'd actually burned more calories on the Sunday doing their traditional patterns and forms.
1: Well, wow.
0: now... The Sunday class lasted one minute shorter than what the Saturday class did, so so it, great, it, isn't it? it's amazing. Uh, so in one minute less doing patterns, they got, and I know there's lots of metrics there, but let's say calorie burn just for the one main benefit, they got they burned, and it was about between 90 and 100. I've got the stuff here mm. in my phone, I'm not going to look it up, but between 90 and 100 calories more I'm sure it was doing patterns for an hour than doing all the Mm -hmm. stuff for an hour Uh, yeah
1: well that's what we say about the patterns isn't it I didn't realize that that, um, that, it's good to see that isn't it but you know
0: yeah that's the reason why I mention it is because uh, I know like me you've got a real enjoyment of the patterns Uh, Mm -hmm. here's the Here's the statistics here. I've got them. I've got them on my phone. So the Saturday morning class was 58 minutes and they burned uh, 496 calories doing the burpees and and that. And then, actually it was 60 calories more, apologies, but the Sunday was 57 minutes and they burned 554 calories doing patterns for an hour. And what do you think of it? There was some jump jacks in that in there and stuff, but the majority yeah. of the was patterns. So, what, what's your thoughts on the patterns? That's that's where I was going with that. I know you enjoy them.
1: I do, I do. I just wonder, um, as well, in doing the patterns, what was what is the 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 um, the chance of getting injured? So, doing your patterns compared to the chances of, it, of yourself getting injured uh, doing a lot of burpees if you're not used to. Them. You know, so I think burpees are really. They're quite a technical um, exercise to do properly, and it's, it's high impact, isn't it? Uh, and if you're kind of like to not used to do them, or you're 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 kind of like a, a, a maybe out of shape a little bit, uh, there's a good chance you get injured doing burpees. I think
0: um, this this particular student is uh, is very much into uh, keeping himself and the family's family fit, and the the the, the the tone of the messages after that was was of slight surprise. Now, that that's the point. Because uh, what people forget is that if you're – let's say you're maintaining – if you go back to the very first taekwondo pattern of chonchi, right, so some forward stances, some back stances, L stances, very basic blocks and punching. But there's a lot of time there where, let's say in a forward stance – The glutes are activated, the quadriceps and the front legs activated to maintain that bend. The back leg, the quadriceps, the calf muscle, the Achilles is all activated to keep you in that stance. All of this downtime that people think they have in patterns is actually active time because they're having to hold certain positions. And and as you say, it's very low impact. Uh, The chances of getting injured are, are, are really small. And this particular person was like surprised. He was like, My God, I can't believe that I was actually in pieces on the Saturday having done squat jumps and burpees and punches and this and that. And then on the Sunday, I burnt more calories. It's quite It was, I mean, it was, it was I don't really were. Well,
1: I mean, you can use the patterns, as you know. I mean, we can use the patterns, and there's many, many different ways of doing the patterns. And so, one of the ways, it, just to take it out, out of the air as, 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 um, um, as a um, aerobic exercise, doing, you know, start at Shaanxi, so one after the other, and you're blown. You know, you, you could be, you, you could, you, you, what am I saying, you burn more calories. If, if burning calories was the aim, and I'm not saying that that is the aim of doing patterns, uh, but, but if that was the aim, if that's what you wanted to do, you know, we could have done patterns and 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 probably burnt even more calories just by doing some more and more patterns, couldn't we? Yeah. Um, um, it, I, I, that was one of the things that I would try and do when I was trying to um, um, so train for the test and to get my stamina up it would be see if I could run through all of my patterns um, so without a break, you know? And... Pff, Blown like a buffalo, you know, yeah. um, hard, hard, hard to do. Um, the patterns, there's so much in them, isn't there? Yeah.
0: There's
1: so much in them. As I say, you could do your patterns like that as a purely aerobic thing, and, do, 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 and you'd be gasping in your heart, you get your heart rate up and you're feeling good. Or you could do the absolute opposite, couldn't you? Do them slowly, you know, almost like an isometric type exercise. oh master darcy does that with us sometimes doesn't he we're doing patterns like that and it's oh there's tension all the time that's the other extreme but again there's different the the technical bits of keeping balance and the proprioception just all the muscles all working together and so doing the technique and get a kick out and stuff in your brain i wonder how much now, there's a thought. I wonder how many calories um are burnt by the brain because you're thinking. You're desperately trying to remember what's next or how do I do that. You know, um, whereas uh, your brain's not necessarily working as much. Um, throwing out some punches and doing some burpees.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, what do you personally enjoy about the patterns? What do you get get out of going into the garden and, and doing your patterns or?
1: Well getting into the garden and doing them is one thing because again um i love doing them outside um and before i'd be quite embarrassed about that i remember maybe maybe the first i think maybe the first time that i did some patterns outside would have been when we went to jersey
0: yeah um
1: and that was just before my first blackbird yep. Yeah, your fifth um i'll get up early Um, I get up early anyway but I get up early and go down onto the beach and do the patterns on the beach and the reason to do them outside because there wasn't enough space to do them inside at the hotel Um, and the other one was get up early because there's not that many people around to see me Um, so do no patterns Um, because again, just going back to the very beginning of the conversation you're thinking that people are going to judge you and maybe they are, maybe they aren't but I think
0: Don't that was the first out, <laughs> oh, Sorry. Oh, you could, That's fine, That's fine.
1: <laughs> I remember thinking um, on the beach. I was surprised. Um, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was surprised at the gradient of the beach yeah. and 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 trying to do a kick behind me, a
0: yeah.
1: um, sort of side kick behind me,
0: yeah.
1: which is really uphill. But um, so the like side it's coming out on my hip. Um, and, and really, really struggling with balance and like my ankles are moving and uh, uh, trying to get the balance, and it, it, it's hard. Um, and then in the sand, the sand gives it a slightly, that soft, um, it gives it, it, wouldn't necessarily do it. And then what that does is, is um, we don't move our bodies in these ranges of motion, then it becomes um, more and more difficult to do so, and over time, incrementally, as we build up these layers of fascia um, that they kind of that, that kind of bind our muscles onto the bones. Yeah, that, that, that's what they're for. But as well as that, over time, when we get old, we, it makes us stiff and uh, and immobile. Yeah. But the patterns, you know, we 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 boom. It, we're moving. I mean, you don't do that at school. You don't do that at work. Unless you're a, a window cleaner or something, but
0: yeah,
1: even, yeah. Like, even then you don't. So there's all these ranges of movement, um, standing on one leg. When do you stand on one leg in real life? Yeah. Never, never, never. Never at all. And these are the things that keep us young, I think.
0: See, that's that, that's something we talk about. And just to jump in there, like people let me be the devil's advocate there. And, well, why would you want to stand on one leg? Well, because... As you get older and your strength goes and you have to stand on one leg to walk up the stairs and you fall and you break a hip, that's when you should have been practicing to stand on one leg or yeah. do any of the, like standing up off the floor with, see this is, I've been involved in a number of conversations over the last couple of weeks about patterns and patterns applications and what I think we should be getting from the patterns and what I think we don't get from the patterns. Uh, but just that overall, I think what you're saying there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it's just that overall working, strengthening and improving of the body. It's all there in that one exercise that we can do pretty much anywhere, given the space, obviously. But absolutely, absolutely. And then our mind
1: thinking. I mean, I'm at a stage now where, where you know, to one thing goes in and out the other ear. It's like stuff in a bin full of rubbish so all the old stuff is down at the bottom and that stays in my head and then the new stuff kind of gets pushed in and falls back out the top and there's other stuff that I learned last week that gets pushed over the other side and lost um but I think just the act of trying to remember what comes next um is is really good for us as well just um it's not watching tell it's not sitting vegetating it's not you know swiping on a phone or, or whatever it is it's really um, working and then mind and body as one you know but that's
0: what it is isn't it well that's uh, that's uh, what, one of the other students that we have at the school was uh, studied his, his patterns religiously he goes over and over them and he was talking I mentioned this to you he was talking about how he always refers back to the book so if you get stuck at a technique, he will go straight to the book. And we were talking on the phone one day, I said to him, right, I'd like you not to use the book for the next two weeks. And it was that that I was trying to encourage because I, I always see them as like a, uh, like physical meditations. I, I, I generally think that, And we spoke about this in the past about sparring. If you're sparring and your mind's on your work or your mind's on the argument you had with your wife or the the bill that you've got to pay tomorrow or whatever, you can't be thinking about that stuff when you're sparring because somebody's going to punch you in the head. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The patterns are the same. If you study for... I wonder how many people showed up to class yesterday, where we, we we were standing in the park and we were doing patterns. I I would bet that there would be people that came to that class with something on their mind that wasn't all happy and rosy and in, in the garden type thing. I, I think, and for an oh, hour. Most is. Yeah, we all do. We all do, right? Mm-hmm. But for an hour what's after this knife and guarding block? If you're thinking about what's just happening, you don't know that it's a punch or, or it's front kick or whatever. And it's, it's no different. In fact, I might argue that it's even better than meditating on simply your breath because you're physically moving your body at the same time. You're getting mm-hmm. the mental benefit and the physical benefit. But I don't think I'm far off saying that it can be a, a physical meditation because you're dedicating... A minute or an hour or however long it is, to clearing your mind of everything else other than what comes next. And, and isn't isn't
1: that one of the definitions of mindfulness?
0: Isn't it? Yeah, spot on. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, yep. We, we we practice we practice mindfulness or meditation on the breath as a it, it's 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 like a training tool. And what we talk about that in patterns a lot as well. It's we're, we're 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 only doing something to get our body better at something else, and the reason why we focus on the breath in and out is because it gives you something to focus on. Obviously, the breathing's really good for our body, especially into the, the the sort of that belly breathing and all of that. But really, the breath in and out and focusing on that is a good way of not thinking about all the stuff that you shouldn't be thinking about that's causing you worry or distress. So if you're breathing in and breathing out, you're only thinking about that. The patterns are exactly the same patterns or what's after this move? what's coming next are my feet in the right position what's it's it's a brilliant thing it's a and it's not beasting yourself all the time as in the way that's damaging your body mm-hmm. uh, burpees are a great example you said that like everybody's mad on burpees and if, if you're not at a certain fitness level they can they can cause a lot of damage they, they, you're, you're, they're high impact and who just throw them in there. I've, I've done it myself. I mean, I've done it on Saturday. We, we started with the burpees. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not everybody's friend. They, they really, they really aren't.
1: But there's, I suppose, I mean, even with the burpee, there's, there's the, that's quite an explosive, impactful um, to exercise. But for, for maybe people who are just starting, maybe even just the act of getting down onto the ground, and stand back up again. Yep. And go back and lying on the ground and stand back up again. You do that in class with um, and, and some new starts. and again, the faces will be red and they'll be sweating and just, just the act of getting up off the floor. Yep. yep. That tells a story of where we are. What? It, the, the, just the act of getting up off the floor is difficult for most of us.
0: It's, it's bad, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it's, it's, it's bad. Uh, and not using the arms—that's something that I still try and do. Is uh, let's say even doing some get-ups, like as you're getting up for the last time uh, to put your kettlebell by or whatever, just not using. Trying—that's a—that's a general tip I'll put out there to anybody. Is try and be able to get off the floor without using your hands for as long as you possibly can, for, for as old as you possibly can. What what moved you on to? Because as you said, like and I've been there for much of this sort of journey where you would be in the gym and it would be like, right, on the let's bench press and I'm going to be really super strong here. Uh, and then obviously you, you end up getting injured. So you moved on to doing a lot of kettlebell work as well. What benefit did you get from using the kettles over the more traditional, ah, strong man, I'm going to push this bar type exercise? Well, I've
1: injured myself using kettlebells as well.
0: Well, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've injured myself walking down the street, but... By going yeah. too heavy too early, before I'm ready for it. That's can, the point I'm
1: trying to get so, to. So, yeah, so yeah. I, the big thing for me there was um, understanding that I couldn't squat, understanding that... Um, the 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 way I was squatting, whether it was with a kettlebell or a barbell or dumbbells or even I was rubbish, and my technique was rubbish, and to build weight on rubbish technique was just injuring me. And and there's a thing in here as a man, um, um, rah, I'm going to get more weight, put more weight on, and and and, and get more more weight, and then you're just more weight is just bending my back in the wrong way even more and making it worse so i think one of the biggest things was was understanding that i couldn't squat and then realizing that um i had a long way to go to get to the point where my hips moves in a way that wasn't going to injure me um and and being oh and then being that's um, okay Um, just learning how to squat and learning to get my hips to move uh, in a way, you know, so body squats, uh, body squats against the wall, you know, to make sure I wasn't just bending forward. And that's been a 10 year process or more. And I'm still not happy with it. And it'll probably never be like my squat will probably never be in a place where I'm truly happy because I lost that when I was four.
0: You know, it's, uh, again, this is something we, we talk about a lot. Like my own wee guy, he, he's doing this thing at the moment where he's going into a perfect squat and then putting the palms of his hands on the floor under him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's not something you learn, it's something you lose. Because mm-hmm. we've said this as well, that if you want to learn how to squat, watch a two-year-old pick something off the floor. Our, our, our bodies, uh I nearly said our bodies by design there. And you you changed me about that last time. We'll have a a discussion about
1: that one.
0: Our our bodies have evolved uh, in such a manner that that they work properly and safely. Mm -hmm. Hence why a kid, when they pick up something off the floor, they squat down, their back's lovely and straight, everything's tucked exactly where it should be, and they just pick something up. And then we lose that. That that that's what happens. Now, what you have, which I can see with confidence, that the majority of people don't, and I'm taking that, uh, I'm taking that statement from experience of having worked with so many adult students over the years as uh, patients, because you. I mean, Andy. Listen, you're in good shape. You're you're, you're in exceptional shape. Uh, Derek Christie, who we both know, I'll give Derek a wee shout out. Who's a, a personal trainer in the Hamilton and Glasgow region. If anybody's interested in getting a personal trainer, uh, Derek always says that you remind him of uh, groundkeeper Wally for The Simpsons. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> if... Maybe if we've been at summer camp or whatever, and, and Derek's been there, uh, I think obviously everybody can see the moustache and the beard. But when you take your top off, like you're ripped. So, I mean, yeah, the six packs there and stuff. Maybe not now, but uh, give yourself a couple of months. I'm only Homer
1: at the moment after this year. But, but listen, I'll take
0: that. Yeah, so he always <laughs> says that you remind him of that uh, groundkeeper, keeper, Willie, for The Simpsons. Now, that to me says that the proofs in the pudding, or the proofs in not having so many puddings, but the proofs there, uh, but you've achieved that through patience, and this is this is where I think people go wrong. If you, let's say you did have uh, a goal of squatting a 24 kilogram kettlebell 10 times, just take that out to the top of my head. What I would do, because I'm stupid and maybe uh, not maybe a wee bit more immature than you are i would be like using that brute force oh i'm gonna do this wrong and and i halfway through i feel like my back's ripping and uh, my knees dodgy and stuff whereas what i think you would do is is that you would go back get a book on squatting with your own body weight you would make sure that everything was in place first and as i say, the proof's there because you've achieved and your health is and you look the way you are because you've done that and then you start gradually building but see as you're gradually building through all of these stages where you're not destroying yourself improvements getting made at every single step you're maybe getting more muscular your bone density is getting stronger etc etc without just jumping in i
1: think one of the mistakes we make is 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 um moving too quickly um and, and uh, putting on more weight and putting on more weight. And I, uh, I'm no, i I'm no bodybuilder and I'm no, I'm, I'm no s- strength coach or nothing like that, I yeah. not at all, wouldn't pretend to be. But um, I think that, that um, we, 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 we try to move too fast and our muscles can get stronger, but we kind of leave our ligaments behind and our ligaments take much, much longer. Both to get stronger and to repair. If you yeah. do damage the ligaments, then you know we can be out for a long, long time. And me now, if I hurt myself, um, I you know it took me I, I sort of hurt myself last uh, about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Last March it was, and it took me about nine to ten months to get in, to get you know repaired again. So I'm kind of. Um, uh, Resign to the fact that um, I don't have that many more injuries that I can, can yeah. repair from, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, you know. So
1: yep. I, I need to be careful, and I, I'm interested. I don't want to be um, in my sixties or seventies and in pain all the time. My grumpy old man. You know, you have the typical grumpy old man. And why do you get grumpy old men? Um well, it's a life. I suppose life happens, but part of that is if you're in pain all the time, if you're in chronic pain, yeah. you get grumpy. Grumpy and depressed. I don't want that. I, I, I want to be able to move. I want to be able to move my body in, in, in space and time and and and, and um, not be in pain. Yeah. Um, that's my aim. But so that, I, I'm not really aiming to um, squat, you know, uh, you know, sort of, sort of 100 kilos or anything like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. I did, maybe when I was younger. Um, I did want to do that, not do it, obviously.
0: But um, that's why yeah. I wanted to. That's why I spoke about this on the first podcast we done together and on this one, because I put a lot of importance on it. And I put a lot of importance on the fact that people can do stuff that they don't think they can do. Uh, Absolutely. T- talking with Grandmaster Cho for a wee second, he says, and I've told you this before, he says the two things now, 1940, he'll be 81 this year. His flexibility is still there. You've seen that last year, still sitting in the splits as a 79, 80-year-old man. Uh, he says that he can't jump as high and he takes longer to recover from injuries. But everything else is, is able, everything else he's able to still to do. And again, we're not all Grandmaster Cho's. None of us are, none of us are, but... Uh, it's, it's a message there. There's a message there. I always see you as a great example of that. And again, obviously, you're certainly not 80, uh, but you're not 21 anymore. But you're still... you've, you've the, the way that you've addressed this issue of getting older, to me, is the way that other people can do it. And I think people fear, they're like, oh, I'm too old and, 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 and I can't do it. So I'm saying, right, well, the ultimate example of that is Grandmaster Cho. Well, he's, he's in America at the moment. You ain't going to see him. But there's Andy Gillen, who's in his 50s now and is doing this and that. Uh, well, how does he do that? Well, and again, I'll, I'll tell a lot of people, but I'll send, and I, this must annoy you, because I'll say, well, go and talk to Andy. Andy will tell you what he does. And it's nothing out of this world. It's just okay. moving, taking care of yourself, trying to do things properly. Oh, oopsie.
1: Not uh, that's all right over again.
0: I'm going to keep all of this in by the way, keeping all of this (laughs) in because it's just this is just you and I. It's
1: it's it's, um to anyone can do it if I could have done it, which I did to go from an overweight putting to all stiff, sore back, all sore, and just it just move through classes and take one dough and then learn another. Things and getting interested. So one of the big things that Taekwondo did for me was to make me interested in stuff. Yeah, interested in stuff. This doesn't work. So well, why? So why can't I do that? I'm like, okay, I need to do this. And then one thing leads to another, doesn't it? Yeah. But we can all do it. And I would say to anyone who thinks, "Oh, I could never do that. I could never do Taekwondo or whatever," and are my age, do it. Just do it and try it and keep mm-hmm. trying it. And come back tomorrow and try it again. And come back the next day and try it again. And just bit by bit, by bit by bit, we get better. And, and like if if we do nothing, I would always think of this spiral. You know, if we we're never static, we never stop at the same place. We're either getting slightly better, hopefully, or yeah. we're getting slightly worse.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we don't stay the same. You know. If I don't do anything and I eat a Mars bar every day, then I'm going to get incrementally heavier and heavier. And, you know, whatever, my blood pressure is going to get higher and higher and my yeah. blood sugar, I'm going to get slightly more and more angry, whatever. But if I don't, if I eat a banana every day or whatever, I'm going to get just, incre- just incrementally better. So with this spiral, going up and to try and get on the upward spiral rather than the downward spiral. Yep. And we kind of do a little bit of that, don't we? We kind of go up and go back
0: down again a wee bit go up and up, and up. The, right.
1: We're all the same. That's what we do. So, I mean, so many animals in here making a no,
0: the, the same I think I heard the Saint Bernard walking around a wee bit. See? Clunking yeah. around. <laughs> yes, he's just <laughs> down
1: here beside
0: me. I know I know you've got uh, plans today, but there's one last thing to, to talk about, and that is uh is that inquisitive mind? So we touched on that. So just to, I'll kind of outline what I think it means, and, and I want to kind of investigate this with you. So just to give people an example, I am saying right, okay, I want to, I want to improve the power of my punching. So, okay, looking at the power, right? What am I using there? Right, I'm using my waist. Uh, I'm pushing off of this part of the body. This is twisting, etc., etc. Then what the study of martial arts does is, and you, you were just talking about that there, but you then have to take a step back and think, right, what muscles am I actually using? So that's your, a layer back. So you have to go and find that out. And how do you improve those muscles? So you have to go another step back or forward, depending on where you look at it. And you're investigating, right, what exercises do I need to do to, 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 to get to that stage? A lot of people will say to me, like, right, right, uh, I really want to have a really good jumping sidekick, for example. So, okay, first of all, can you do a sidekick? Yep, it's pretty good. Can you jump? No, I can't jump. right Well, if you can't jump right now, if you haven't practised that, the chances of you doing a jumping sidekick are slim to none. Mm-hmm. I wish more people would take that time, but to go back and, and do this this layer of training behind that. Okay, right, how do I get better at jumping? Right, let's look at uh, engaging the leg muscles. So I work on some squatting, maybe some squat jumps and that plyometric burst from that exercise. You've always seemed to be good at that or you've got better at that. You've, you've investigated how to make improvements and then went away and worked on them. And then ultimately seen, I mean, your kicking height, for example, we kind of spent a bit of time where we're saying, right, well, Andy, I think we could try this and try that because your kicking wasn't where you wanted it to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's now a foot and a half higher. That didn't come just from working on your kicking. It came from you dedicating time to better movement, better flexibility training, and then you reaped the reward. So You've always been, or you've got better at that over the years. I
1: think if I had a school, I think if I had my own school, my classes would be really boring. Because we wouldn't be doing any Taekwondo. Yeah. (laughs) We'd be going what? It it wouldn't be like a Taekwondo school because I would like we'd be practicing standing. Do you know? And we'd just standing and and working out well. So where's your weight? Where's your centre of um your centre of mass? here at the moment if mean, you get more weight on your toes or you your heels or you one side what's your shoulders doing and just, just we wouldn't get past like ready stance
0: um, just people would leave it'd be just
1: too boring for people or walking you know um, let, let, let's practice walking and what does that actually mean um, what is walking and um, That was the dog there, (laughs) and the cat. I get lost in these kind of um, things. um, I'm actually thinking of taking a course in walking because I think that that, the walking technique is so bad. um, I'd like to learn more about it. And the more I I, I learn about walking, the more I I find out how complicated it is and, and how I'm doing it all wrong. Just finding stuff out, you know, um, like, like, I don't know, I'm not even speaking English now. Um, walking, it can be, when you look at the different people, once you start thinking about walking, looking at different people walking in the street, for example, yep. and, uh, uh, and it's like falling over and stopping yourself when you're jarring your knees and things, or some people kind of go from side to side, side to side to side, and as we get older, um, and these things get more and more exaggerated. And our, our posture, I think, t- Taekwondo, um, so posture is very important at taekwondo as well.
0: Yep. And you
1: can really see, as uh, someone does a pattern, if they've got nice posture, then the patterns look so much better. Um, and and And, so why would that be? So why would the posture matter? It matters because the structure of our body is is has evolved um, to be in a certain way, um, to hang in a certain way, is supported in a certain way. And if we 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 um, the way we live our lives, so for example, um, if I am looking at my phone all the time. And then, so my my posture would be, tuck my legs. My posture is going to be like that. Yeah. Um, or if I'm looking at my screen, my posture is like that. Maybe you know, if I'm sitting looking at my screen, and get my chin out. Now, so those, so both those positions are positions of weakness.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can test those. And um, so you can test those weak. Uh, maybe. When we get back to a class where we can actually be in contact with people, we can try that. So yeah. testing people um, in these positions, in these kind of um, positions that we see people walking about in every single day in life. Um, yeah. But they are positions of weakness. I find it um, when I'm on my bike, uh, I'm going to change my bike, I think, to more upright one. since we're looking at my touch a little bit.
0: Yeah,
1: that's what. We save them a boxing type
0: so,
1: so why would you do that? Well, you do that because that's the way our head's naturally supposed to be. If we have our head sticking out like that, and which, which is the position that I'm on my bike, cycling, it's a real bad position of weakness. Um, so Kelly it talks to that. He's got a lot of stuff about posture, and uh, that book's it's up some of these... Videos, um, but for sparring, that, my natural um, thing. If I spend like ten hours a day working it, work, yeah, on my computer like that, reaching out my chin in this position of weakness, my every day stance is going to be that. And my sparring, um, if I train once a week, but I if, if I train once a week in class for an hour, um, and I spend. Ten hours a day at work like that. Yeah. Now somebody telling me a Andy stick your chin in when you're sparring. I'll go. All oh, right, okay. You <laughs> know
0: you do you do see it in people, don't you? You do I, see it. I, we were talking about this about people that walk like this, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of uh, sort of waving my hands for anyone that's listening because uh, we always forget that people listen to the podcast as well. So if my hands are waving in front of my tummy and my chest. Uh, just because we we, I know exactly what you're saying there. We, our our existence nowadays has put us into these positions that see I've never actually well I haven't thought about that recently about them being posturally weak and they are the the absolutely your center of gravity and everything's all off. You're putting so much strain in your body trying to hold certain positions. But uh, I I done this. I don't know if it was on your last podcast. We talked about this as well, but I, I done a lot of one-to-one's last summer when we were allowed, and I would have people just walk forwards and turn round and back just to check the direction of their feet and stuff. And as we know, that all leads back up to your, your hip alignment, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And most people either had one foot pointing out, some people had two feet pointing out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And going up the stairs is a great way of experimenting with that as well, because you see one foot straight. And again, for anybody listening, I'm trying to demonstrate with my hands, the other foot sort of flopping out to the side and that's all damaging our bodies ultimately. And we don't realize it. We've kind of went full circle again with this conversation, but your body's not, I said, designed there. Your body hasn't evolved to have one foot facing forward. And because you've got a weak hip, your other foot points out to the side. So all of that's rubbing against the grain for want of a better term. Your body shouldn't be doing that. That's why walking's important. That's why you you that's why I think you're right, Andy, because people will roll their eyes at that or they'll say, what are you talking about? Walking's walking. It's absolutely not. And it's just you and I, two friends, chewing the fat on a podcast. Don't listen to us. We don't know. Go listen to the guys that we that we read or we listen to, uh, and you'll see that what we're saying is makes sense. But walking is vitally important, and walking properly is vitally important. But nowadays people don't pay enough interest to it at all. No,
1: no, we don't. We don't. But then there's lots of other interesting things to, to sort of attract their attention, isn't it? It's so only. They... Yep. Geeks.
0: <laughs> See, I think. Geeks I'm that
1: interested in that sort of
0: stuff, and who aren't wasting their time on social media. That's why you're so much worse or better at all of this stuff than I am. Uh, right, listen. I know that you've got uh, you've got plans today, so we'll we'll wrap this up uh, now. Uh, thank you, Andy. As I say, from a personal point of view, you have been and remain one of my sort of most loyal students and have obviously then grown into being one of my closest friends. So the podcast has become quite important to me. I'm in- really enjoying doing it. So for our year anniversary, as I say, it's not because some world champion cancelled on me. I genuinely... <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, it was, it was it, I wanted you on... For, for that thank event. you
1: thank you it's, it's been good fun and it's amazing that it's a year it's, it's been such a great success you've had so many interesting people on it so many um fantastic fantastic people really interesting people interesting discussions um and so hopefully um some of the people who've who, who've said before no i can't come on i can't come on see me just talking nonsense to say, well, I can do better at him at least. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if, if you're one of those people and you know who you are, get into contact, we'll take Absolutely. Andy on this show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Andy, have a brilliant day uh, and I'll see, see you soon. Sir, thank you. All right. Take care. Sure. Take Thanks. care. Thanks, Andy.